johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily reflect those of station staff, management, and advertisers. All right, guys, we are back for another week, an episode of Sports Insider Radio. I'm going to have plenty of time to talk about the dogs barking at the bank as I cashed in big with Washington plus 300 yesterday and Pittsburgh plus 250, but we'll get back to that later. We got Mike on the show right next to me in the other room, swinging the golf club while he's on the air. We got Dave sitting at the pool in Colorado, drinking pina coladas with his new auto bot <laughs> algorithm software that we'll discuss on the show. What's going on, Dave? Hey, how are you guys out there? Going pretty good. Good. How's the weather? Are we getting night? Is it snowing yet? It's only August. Yeah, it's That's actually great. <laughs> Today, I think it's perfect weather. I think it's going to be like 70. And then next so, week, so when do you get the when do you get the, the first snow, like uh, week one of the NFL season over there in Colorado? No, it's not that early. It's like mm, October. Think, think the Did middle you buy of tickets for Mike yet? Are you and Mike and your brother going to the game? We haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> in Seattle? Yeah. I know Mike yeah. wants to go swing a golf club on a Seattle golf course where it's uh, raining all day. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to go. I don't know about. I got to ask you, Dave. I, I got to ask you, Dave. I've never asked you this. I know you were brought up in your young years in Seattle. Is it really like they say rain all day, every day, like London, or is that just like made up? Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Yeah, it's like that. Really? Uh, yeah. But so, like, so like a sunny, di- like a sunny, a sunny blue sky day is like a big deal in Seattle. Yeah, and then the weather is pretty wow, nice man. in the summer, though. 75, 80, so. Got it. Yeah, but don't miss that. And how about when you went back to Vegas last week? Did you, uh, is your body fully acclimate to that brutal heat, or is it kind of like a shock after not being there so much? Yeah, I mean, I just had a headache, and yeah, I wasn't used to it. That's right. And then I brought my friend, and she was, she was, oh, it's so hot. Hey, Nicky, we're at 90. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her when it's 115, she can talk about hot. Yeah. 
Were you there? Yeah, were you yeah, there for the crazy time. rains? Yeah, I think it, I think it even rained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Mike, uh, did we play golf this morning? No, no, uh, no golf this morning. Uh, had some things to take care of around the house. Got in here early because you know, for me, once August starts, I, I start to dial it in, start getting focused. I mean, obviously, the main objective coming for football. I mean, before you blink, it's going to be, you know, we have the first preseason game tomorrow night. Um, you know, you're going to have a slate of preseason going on. So obviously, you know, it's a lot of data tracking. I mean, I know Dave sets a power rating system for, for most players and teams, but every year is different. I mean, you have different coaches and different scenarios with, with different schemes and that all plays a role, especially early in the season when you're trying to find the best price for that particular game. And, you know, it, it just gets so hectic once football starts that it's like if you're not ready and you're not, you're not actually, you know, seasoned for the volume that's coming in, it could get very overwhelming. I mean, I know personally that first Sunday of NFL, between all the, the trading, between all the fantasy, it's like by the end of the day I'm so burnt out emotionally for whatever reason, it's like it takes me at least, you know, a couple Sundays before I get truly acclimated to it. So, you know, it's it's a marathon. You know, the the exciting part is, you know, the edges are ultimately extremely bigger. But, you know, it, it's getting there. But I just wanted to do a little, you know, I do my little client rant. I know most clients actually at this point text me and they say, please don't out me on the radio. Um, you know, I had a couple losing days. Don't out me on the radio. So they're they're honest about it. Well, this gentleman, actually, Dave, he's been he was a client back in May on your Telegram channel, and it was the second month of the baseball season. He did extremely well, and he was there just for a month sample for a very low fee. And so what what transpired was he to begin with. He told me, he goes, I've dealt with a lot of different handicappers, and I never was successful. So he was very hesitant and reluctant to join. And then he decided to finally commit. As this guy is Mr. Howard. I'm not going to say his first name on air. Young kid. And he commits to a month, has a good success. I tell him, look, man, stick around for the rest of baseball. You know, obviously May was an extreme month. But really, you're going to find a lot of value during football. He's reluctant again. He goes backwards. So now, in the last couple weeks, he decides to buy a digital product one day at a time. Not consistent for two weeks, but just like randomly. And then give me basically, you know, a play-by-play win-loss record each night and complain. Yeah. And say, oh, I bought the, the, the system place for tonight, and, you know, uh, it, it didn't win. And then I write this whole dissertation to him, and I try to explain to him that his style of what he's trying to accomplish is basically broken. He'll never win that way. He'll never treat it like a business. We're trying to catch an 8 to 9% seasonal edge on wagers made throughout an entire season, and he's trying to identify success 24 hours at a time, one game at a time. And it's like, I was honest with you. I said, look, and, and again, th- this is where the, the maturity comes in. I come from 
a side of experience, no emotion, being taught by the best of the best in the world how to successfully win year after year. I never say I can be the best day at a time. So I try to explain to them, you already had a sample of the speed and the way that our money management works on Telegram. Why are you going backwards? And to him, it's all about, his response was, let me know when Dave gets hot. You imagine that? If you got those texts from people, you would absolutely lose yeah, it. There's a, there's a reason why I'm yeah. the, I am your buffer. <laughs> yeah, no, just, I, I literally I told him, I said, do yourself a favor. Go back to those so-called handicappers you dealt with in the past. You're, you're completely blinded by the success of this model, which is you're not going to treat it like a business. You have no ability to see long-term, and all you care about is instantaneous gratification of winning and losing one day at a time. And that's, that's I even told him, I don't even want your business because you're the type of client that if you have a couple days losing, you're going to send me these obnoxious texts. And that's not what a grown adult who trades anything does. You all, you have to have a stomach for it. You have to have a stomach for the losses and you can't really have too many highs and lows if you're going to do this professionally. And I'm not saying that they have to quit their day job doing it, but we have things in place, like John mentioned earlier in the show, that could make clients a lot of money. And R2D2. Not, it, you, R2D2. Yeah, and, it's, it, and it's not something that is done overnight. There's a pre-qualification process. We have to vet the client. There's a lot of trust involved. I mean, I could go on and on. There's a reason why I am the buffer between these guys. Because if you and our good friend Micah, the legend, was to take these calls every day, you guys, Dave, and I'm talking about you, you would lose your mind. And I know you see some of that on Instagram, but that's still a text. You're still not talking to them. And the insanity that I hear on an everyday basis, see, I'm, I'm seasoned for it. John is, I'll, I'll say that John is not always the best with dealing with this, some of these guys because he doesn't have the patience for it. I do. Um, he just, he, he outs them and he's like, move on to the next, which I respect because I wish I had that. I have a little bit more patience with each client, but it's like the type of stuff that you hear from these guys. It's like, how well, do let me just give you even, a point. how do they live on their own? Like, I don't Listen, even get it. Here's How a, they pay bills? Here, here's a very valid point. Like, you, you know, you have to understand is like, I have a YouTube channel now. And, uh, you know, I, I'm get I got a lot of subscribers now. I got some videos where people, 20,000 views, 8,000 views. But one thing that distinguishes me from all these other sports handicapping YouTube channels is I, my comments are turned off. And the reason why my comments are turned off and the reason why I don't do Twitter and I don't engage on social media is because I am old school. I know that the path of least resistance is non-anonymity communication. So DMs, waste of time. Uh, Dave might get 500 DMs on a weekend of people that are interested. We have a full staff that manages Dave's uh, DMs while he's working because he's not going to look at 500 DMs. You ask these guys for their phone number one out of 500 give you their phone number and actually are willing to speak on the phone. So what happens is technology is great where it brings everybody together, 
but it's also bad because everybody can be anonymous. Everybody, it's kind of one of those things off topic of sports. Elon Musk put in a bid to buy Twitter. He withdrew his bid to buy Twitter because he said he couldn't tell which accounts were real and which accounts, back to what we're going to talk about in a little bit, are robot accounts, not real accounts, not real people. So for all you listeners out there that are listening to this radio show live or archived at a later date on Spotify or on sportsinsiderradio.com, remember, the path of least resistance, if you want to learn how to treat your wagering as a business, not a losing hobby, if you want to treat this like the financial markets, like hedge funds on Wall Street, if you want to follow the, the, the live and, and sit on the shoulder of someone like David Miller, who eats, sleeps, breathes, and, and lives being a professional sports trader, I won't use the word gambler, that would be an insult to someone like Dave Miller, then you must know that you're going to have to pick up the phone, you're going to have to dial the number, you're going to have to have a one-on-one conversation with Mike, and if Mike is too busy and overwhelmed, then I will hop on the phone. But this is like any other real consulting service. You wouldn't go to a financial advisor and DM him. You wouldn't go to a financial advisor and send him an email. You would meet him at his office for a 4 o'clock appointment in person or on Zoom. And if you look at the mentorship program that we have, where we've had a lot of positive feedback, people literally all around the globe sitting on Zoom calls with Dave Miller and Mike, that is where you can use the advantage of technology to bring people from all around the world together. And as we, as it's on my website, I am the Syndicate Insider. Have a global syndicate of like-minded individuals that want to make money wagering on sports, looking at it as an alternate form of stock market or crypto trading. Because in the end of the day, um, Dave could be on Instagram. Dave could be on Twitter. Dave could be on YouTube, and he could be yelling and screaming how easy it is to make money. But And he's got a lock of the year and a game of the month, and I'm not going to out other handicappers because Dave's not a handicapper. He is an advantage player. But for the listeners that want to DM Mike or want to text Mike or want to DM when they have a bad day on, 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 um, on Instagram and then get, you know, and then literally Dave is like, you know, Dave is a human being. Dave doesn't want to lose for people. Dave doesn't want it. But the flip side is this is all like we're all big boys. Everybody walks into a casino and know they're taking a risk. And over the course of this upcoming football season where it is a lot of trading real time from Tuesday all the way to Sunday, you have to put your betting as your business caps on because Dave always says, stay sharp. Stay sharp, guys. Stay sharp, guys. Well, what is the most important thing about staying sharp? Forget about emotion. Money management. Stay sharp. Now, I want to ask you a question, Dave. Um, a lot of, I get a lot of uh, calls, not texts, not emails, not DMs, because my clients know I refuse to engage in a non-personalized level. Um, they wanted me to ask you, is there a, an edge in preseason, or is it simply designed to get gamblers excited for regular season from a betting point of view on NFL only. What is your personal take for the guy that's sitting in his house in Iowa that knows nothing about preseason football, but he's so excited that he can turn on the hall of fame game tomorrow as a, as a square better that he is and admits it. He wants to know what is your thought? Should a square better leave preseason alone and wait till regular season or is there value in preseason? 
Yeah, there's totally always value. It's a betting. It's a marketplace. So in any marketplace, there's usually value. But yeah, it, I feel we always are the talk limits, about that. But are the limits lower yeah, the in limits preseason? Are smaller. Yeah, smaller. Smaller because there's less info out, or somebody somebody could find good info and exploit it. But yeah, still fun. You guys so when I'm looking at an opening number, uh, Jacksonville opened up at minus five and a half. I have no idea what happened. You're looking at the same screen that I'm looking at, and uh, unless I'm reading it wrong, Dave, I'm seeing that they opened at five and a half. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm say- I was that was the percent. Never mind. I see they opened at two uh-huh. and a half and thirty and a half, and the- I mean that is a low total. And now I see the line is still basically two, two and a half across the board. Never, maybe one spot has three. What's your take when you see very little movement on a game like that, and then you look ahead the following week and you see the opening number on the Ravens was two, and now it's five because they're they're undefeated for the last six years? Is isn't that kind of weird that you see more movement on a game on August 11th than you do the game tomorrow, or does that the line no, start really. moving tomorrow because people get excited? No, just maybe they have the opener off on that other one. They they have Got the it. opener off in theory. Uh, and then to the one tomorrow, yeah. Or when is it tomorrow? Yeah, the tomorrow at uh, eight o'clock. Action. Yeah, they probably had equal action on it, or not much on it. So it's just kind of stayed flat. Yeah, you rarely see a game move that much. Two and a half to five. That's a lot for a preseason game. Well, they're game. twenty and zero in the last six years. They've they have never they haven't lost a game in six years in preseason. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't matter. Factored into the open. Well, that, I think I, I, I mean, I think it was factored in on the open, but I think the line moved up because of that. You know what I mean? Like people are like, ah, they're gonna they're yeah. going for the world record, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, you know could, what I mean? Yeah, or they could have announced things, or who they're gonna play, or or who the other team's not gonna play. I don't know. I, I didn't follow it, but it was factored into the open, and then because nobody solid would go. Well, I'm going to bet it just because they didn't lose how many years? I don't know. Nobody saw it. Six years in a row. It was factored in, but they probably they probably just announced things. If I had to guess, I don't know if there's a reason. Not sure. Because, yeah, if it was and, that uh, easy, okay. Yeah, if it was that easy, you would just have 50 grand right now on minus two, right? Or whatever. You right, of course. Dump exactly. every dollar you have all over the world. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm curious why that moved so much. Well, let me ask you this: back to other football uh, news, Mike uh, or Dave, either one can chime in regarding this suspension for the Cleveland um, Browns. I'm, I'm trying to bring up the um, futures right now to see how it moved on Cleveland. Um, what's your take on that, Mike? That's a weird spot. Well, so you know, it's uh, the whole rule. I, I predicted it was going to be worse, but this is, you know, last year when he was still so in the Cle- Texans. Cleveland is now plus 2,000 to win the Super Bowl. They, they, went, but, they were like you know, 1,600, now they're done. Losing, but losing six games of your starting quarterback and having basically, you know, nobody as the backup that I don't think it facilitate. I mean, I'd be, they should be grateful if they can get out at 500. I think that's even a reach going three and three during that stretch. But again, the guy hasn't played football 
in over a year. And no matter how good the players is, usually it takes time for you to get back to, to game speed. And he is one of the best. They have a good team around him. So do I believe they could possibly make a, you know, a, an appearance in the playoffs? I guess anything's possible. I just don't think, I think this year is a complete loss for them. So I, I don't like so, the odds on them to begin with. So let me let me give this to you, Dave. To? I, I know you. I, what are the Dave? Wind I know you have the screen in front pull of you. That off. I'm well, sorry. He's asking what the wind. What's the wind total? Yeah, they, they uh, I will look that, that up in a second. Right. Yeah, they probably just pulled it off and said, "This is weird. This is a weird spot." Yeah, I will look at that. Could, but I'm a, I'm looking at the DB screen right worse? now. Couldn't the news get worse? So it's like they. Things could even get worse for for them, so probably they just pulled it. Right. Well, let me show you. Let me give you the opening number on September uh, September 11th. The first Sunday is is a uh, 9/11 anniversary this year, where they have a full card on September 11th. Um, on June 1st, Cleveland was minus four and a half at Carolina. Then on June, then on August first, on, on the end of June, it went down to minus three and a half. Somebody must have known something because the line dropped the point. And then now that minus four and a half is plus one. So Cleveland went from being they're opening their season regular season at Carolina. They were originally the opening number minus four and a half, and then just because of that suspension, Mike, they're now it's a five and a, it's a five point. So it almost Back to your value betting situation, David. Yeah, it almost feels like to, that's definitely a spot to take Cleveland. You know, around exactly. especially that's around what I was say. post. Yeah, because right. that doesn't sound. And like he said, he's not that important. I mean, geez, that's plus plus whoever I mean, you, whoever does play. I mean, they're going to get him ready. Yeah, that sounds like a standard spot. It's almost a fade the news. Yeah. Well, yeah, because then there'll be another degree of panic setting in when people just it's already factored in and they they mass bet it still. I don't know, just a guess. I mean anything can happen. Right. Yeah. What about uh David, the, um, what do you think about the news with the guy from the Atlanta Falcons that basically is suspended for the entire year because he got caught betting on his own team? You know, it's sorry. <laughs> sorry to laugh. Yeah, my so. son said he was a my my son said because he's a fantasy freak. He goes, ah, he's a bum anyway. That's not true. <laughs> Your son is not right. He's right on most. He's definitely not on right. He's a very high top flight receiver. That basically they got rid of their veteran. So I don't know the legality. I don't know. Was there a rule that you're not allowed to bet on anything? Yeah, you can't. But what's the exact details of the of it? What exactly did he do? And do you know? While he was hurt, he bet on his own team. Yeah, during okay. one of the weeks much? during his injury. Doesn't matter. I, I think guess. he had it's his mom or something. He had his mom do it. Yeah, it was a family member that did it. But there's what? lineage between it. Caught. 
How do you how do you get caught doing that? First of all, I mean, because your mom can go in bed, right? I mean, it's not like the whole family can't. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, I'm sure there's details. more to the story. They wouldn't have suspended him and, and taking that yeah. big chunk of a, a contract unless it was truly um, something in general that the, they knew that they had legitimate, you know, obviously legitimate evidence on. But it's like with this case, with the actual, um, with the actual case with um, Deshaun Watson, it was an outbound investigation that was done. So it wasn't actually done directly by the um, Roger Goodell. They had a, a third party that actually did it. So they had a, a judge with a third party. So they're trying to, the players union to basically have legality where they're, they're having a third party look at these events versus in the past where Goodell would just come down with the hammer and there was no other, you know, you, you basically yeah. can't fight it. You could try to appeal it. So this was the first case where it was an outside source that, that ruled. But now they could actually, the NFL could appeal. So we don't actually know what's going to transpire from this. Um, it always comes more will be revealed. It's, it's not set in stone. But uh, for what I'm hearing the NFL is going to appeal it, so you know we'll see in the next coming weeks what actually transpires. But it's it's funny, so that that client that I mentioned earlier in the show um, had sent the message that he was listening. So hopefully, it, it, this was a breakthrough for him, where he understands that no matter until he treats it like a business and and really takes in all the knowledge, if he doesn't want to do the mentorship and learn how to do that and find the market edges himself and basically let us coach him to do it on your own, fine, but be a consistent client on Telegram. Get access to all the overnight releases, obviously stuff that we're going to be putting out, trying to beat the number in college football exclusively. That's also going to be a lot of post-trading at you know up to post on NFL because you're going to see a lot of these markets are, are going to be very heavily wagered on Sunday morning and you're, there's a lot of value that Dave will find. I mean, so what, what do you see now that more and more States got no Massachusetts just went legal. Is that, is that matter now to be more post betting than ever before? Yeah. You're just seeing the public moving the line. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right, man. Especially on the, on the, on the apps across the country. Well, what's interesting exactly is what from a happened. Right. Because what's interesting from a geographic point of view, being in this business for 35 years, talking to gamblers, I've always said this, and it's never really changed. The, the West Coast is not relevant, never has been. From a marketing, everybody acted like Vegas was the center of gambling. But, I mean, if I have 100 phone calls and 100 clients, 90 of them live on the East Coast. And of the 90 that live on the East Coast, 60 live in the Northeast. So, you know, you're talking about since 1985 when I started doing this, literally Boston, New York, uh, Rhode Island, that whole area all the way down. And then, you know, and then you get it obviously into the Bible Belt. But it's basically always been an East Coast thing. It's never really been a West Coast thing. People from the East Coast would fly to the West Coast when it was only legal to wager on sports in Nevada. But, you know, the, 
New Jersey obviously blows away the handle on Vegas, on Nevada now. And I have a feeling Massachusetts will absolutely destroy New Jersey on the handle. Because I yeah, will say well, this. Well, and, and, then, and then all the money went offshore anyway before. So. Right, yeah. right, Go ahead. exactly. Well, I know that my if I do an analyzation of the biggest clients that I've had over the last 33 decades, uh, the two biggest clients that I've actually had were in Boston. And so, hands down, insane sports town like Chicago, uh, you know, and it, I cannot imagine. I will say if there was a way to make a wager on who will have the biggest handle at the end of, end of the NFL season, uh, New Jersey or Massachusetts, I think Massachusetts will just pummel New Jersey. It's just so much, yeah, you, so much interest in betting there. Yeah, you can always tell when someone's an am- amateur, they'll talk about the point spreads and they'll go, Vegas got it wrong. <laughs> I always like that. Vegas. That's a quick tell. That Vegas got it wrong. New to the game. Right. Yeah, because it's all offshore, basically. But, yeah, I get it. Well, yeah, and it's interesting because there has always been that perception. It's from somebody that's been flying back and forth to Vegas for uh, 30 years. And let, look, you're from Seattle. You didn't move to Massachusetts to become a professional better. You moved to Vegas. There was a reason you moved to Vegas because it was a necessity at that time. Um, and obviously you're in Colorado now. So imagine when you're eight, the 18, 19-year-old Dave, uh, if it was today in 2022, Vegas is just like, one option out of all these other states. Yeah. Not like I have to move to Vegas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, it, 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 and it also, the, the, the reason why... What's that? Yeah, it's the only option. It was the only option. Yeah. For me, it's... Yeah, and it's for all you bad. listeners... But, but I was still betting more offshore living in Nevada. That's the crazy part of it. Yeah, so. but, you're, but you, were, you were never a square. So, like I said, I have. That's what I'm saying is that the, 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 most of the people that live in Las Vegas bet in. You're very, you're a rarity because you understood it was about shopping the markets and the lines. Obviously, the point of the mentorship program and the educating the clientele is to get them out of the bad habits of thinking. Because as I said to you on WhatsApp last night, um, if I get ten calls now, nine bet in their state legally with an app with one sports book, not shopping the line on their phone. Like, you know, the, the legalization of sports wagering nationally, the clientele that is hunger for information, albeit it should be so, is the ones that are uneducated, uninformed, and are not old school gamblers. The guys that I have that I talk to that are my age, 50 years old, 60 years old, 70 years old that I've had for 30 years, of course they, they, they're in a different ballgame because they were, they were prior to the legalization, but when crypto, the crypto rush, everybody had the ability that they were looking for quick, easy money. And a lot of those crypto guys became sport interested in sports betting. And then they happened to be in states where it was, it became legal in the last few years. So again, I would say that if I talk to, you know, 99% of the people that we talk to on the phone are not old school betters. It's 2022 slash 2023. They're all new school betters. They're downloading an app. Nobody's sponsoring the show, so I'm not going to mention their names, but all the ones that you see advertising on TV, they download that app or one of the two big apps, and that's it. They, they, uh, they only know that. 
the world of that they're living in. Off topic, um, I don't know if Mike informed you, Dave. They're the 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 um, the million dollar reward that you won last year in the DraftKings uh, championship. I don't know if you heard that they canceled that this year because they they didn't make any money off it last year. But is that official? So, uh, according to Micah, it is, so I'll verify with him when he's off there, but he's, he was very disappointed because he was looking to come back for round two this year with you. Well, they don't they don't even start it until, like, December, so I'm not sure that. Right. I'm not sure they officially said, hey, we're not doing the 10,000 buy-in. It's just not there yet, but it wasn't there yet last year, I don't think, until, like, November. Right. So yeah, we'll I'm see. Not sure that that's you know, obviously, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's yeah. plenty of contests now around the country. Do you have? Um, are there? I know you were active in all of the contests in Vegas. Um, you know, multiple you know buy-ins, and have, are you going to be as active this year at the uh, at the Westgate and all the other places? Yeah, yeah I'm doing all those. You know, and you really every yeah, season. That's a big part. That's a component of your strategy is to be involved. And would you recommend the people out there take advantage if they live in the states that are now running contests yeah. to look? Take. Yeah, absolutely. It's great entertainment value. Uh, some of them have overlays, or in our case, we'll refund your money. Uh, that was epic. Uh, just good thing. Or well, your your big edge too is people forgetting to turn in their entries. But in the but you can't just. That's not a one sided thing because you could forget to turn in your own entries too. But if you're just real solid and would never forget to turn in your entry, that's a good. That's some good value too. People even forgot to turn in their entries for the Circus Survivor last year, just over and over. But so, don't they have? Can't you just pay a proxy to do it for you? Yeah, but people just still fail. You'd be surprised how wow. many no entry times that there. There's I mean, a lot of them. I believe it because I've I've done the the big Survivor pools online, and people just forget. You know, it's one of those things where. You know, you're looking at yeah. it throughout the week, and then one week you get so busy you forget because it only takes one. You forget one week, you're done. I mean, it's if you're not gaining points each week, or especially in Survivor, if you're you're automatically out because if you don't put in a selection, you're automatically out. But some of the Survivor, have you ever done Survivor pools, Dave, or no? I try to not do low end ones that I'm not excited about anymore because I would literally forget to turn them in a hundred percent of the time. Like I, every single year, I forgot to turn and. Oh, so you were the guy like you were just talking a $50 about? Fifty dollar buy-in. Yeah, it was a fifty dollar buy-in. I just could uh, care less. So every single time, I would forget to. One time, I one time I was even leading with like two weeks left, but it was like a hundred dollar buy-in, and uh, first prize was like a thousand, and I just completely forgot to turn it in. I had all the high buy-in ones I was doing and picks, and so I just I got to quit doing those lower end ones. But I wouldn't forget to turn in the Circus Survivor. I mean, I don't think I would. But yeah, I mean, anyone—it could happen to anyone. Well, it's it's the only sport where we could start talking about it, you know, a month in advance, and maybe really hyped up about all the different projects and opportunities that the sport itself brings. I mean, just you just don't get that with basketball. You definitely don't get that with baseball, tennis, soccer, none of that. So. The, the exclusivity of the weekend 
that comes every single week in the fall and into the winter and into the bowl games and, and the NFL players, just the pro, the, the actual product itself is just, it's still, after all these years, it's so fascinating to me about how no matter what, it's the only sport that's going to ring true to a majority of the betters, a majority of their weekends. And again, it's it probably if it was summertime, and football was on in the summer, we probably wouldn't get as much of an attraction because of the seasonality. I mean, people do stuff in the summer, well, they go on vacations, but then it's a school year, and you know, John, you know, the weekends are built for that once the school year starts. So what's interesting about the handles in New Jersey and Massachusetts and, you know, Baltimore, Maryland, the whole East Coast, why, why is there more handle on betting? Why are there just more people that bet on the – East Coast versus the West Coast you know, on football. And it's always been the same because we have a winter time, because we're snowed in, because it's minus 30 degrees and nobody wants to be outside and they're inside and they're betting. And what you find is in the warmer area of clients, you see a less of an interest, and that's always been the same. And, yes, I understand hardcore bettors bet no matter where they live, but from a marketing point of view, if you will, like I said, the West Coast has and always will remain. Not to be disrespectful to anybody listening that listening on the West Coast. It's just not the reality of the business. The reality of the business is when it's snowing in Massachusetts and they're getting 13 feet of snow, they're going to be inside and they're going to be betting with both fists because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> and that's just so the seasonality of the industry is why when it's 80 degrees or 100 degrees right now, and unless you're psycho for baseball like I am, like, you know, all, everybody's talking about football. Look, baseball goes to October 2nd. I said since the beginning of the season, just to go off tangent for a second, favorites only win 60% of the time. Well, right now is the highest point of the dog value since this is, dogs are winning 41% of the time. Favorites are winning 59% of the time. The most profitable team in baseball is the Baltimore Orioles. And, like, perfect example last night, where can I get these prices in football where I can bet the Washington Nationals plus 315, where I can bet Pittsburgh plus 280? I am 5-3 and three this week, and I'm up four units. So $1,000 better is up $4,000 this week, and I'm 5-3. and three. Eight, I've made eight plays. I've lost three. I've won five Instead of being up two units, I'm up four units because the value of that, and hopefully with Dave, and Dave, for all you listeners, when baseball goes away, Dave has access to money line wagers where he would, you know, say congratulations to all money line winners. It's not you're not always betting a dog. You know, when you bet a dog, and they have it, you're also betting a dog in football that you have an opportunity to win. So. There are those large scores in baseball and football, far and few between. But, you know, if you're going to get 10 points on a game and you can get a nice price on a, on a money line dog, it's, it's worth it in football to put a little small percentage. But for all you listeners, don't forget about baseball because we're building bankrolls right now with baseball. I've been winning three consecutive weeks with my underdog system. Why? Because, like I said, if you bet 10 games – and you only bet the dogs, you're going to be four and six on average. And, like, last night was a perfect example. Um, There would be no reason to lay $330 on, um, and I think Dave will appreciate my analysis of this game. All the trades and the deadlines went through Washington, had absolutely no players. 
the line steamed up from like 250 to 330. And that was an overreaction because Soto was traded and all these guys were off the team. And I even had one of the, my listeners text me right now. He texted me last day. He goes, well, Washington's a shell of a team. They have no players. And I'm looking at the DB screen and I'm going, wait a minute. This is just way too big of an overreaction. Mets have won seven in a row. Sure enough, they had a shell of a team. They win the game 5-1. And it, it's, it's kind of like in football when you're betting Cleveland at post. You're taking advantage of that money line. Even though it was a point spread, it moved too drastic based upon the trade deadline in baseball. So if, you're, if you have your nose to the grindstone and you understand these things and you're not worried about yeah. the shape of the ball, it's like Dave said, everything is a market. You know, everything is a market. I don't believe that you believe, Dave, and, and you'll correct me on the air if I'm wrong, I don't believe that you believe there's a sport that's more profitable than the other. I think that the volume of the sports that are playing is what makes one sport more profitable than the other. Well, it's just all of that was solid, by the way. But no, it's because of the key numbers in football. That's that's the only reason. That's the only reason that. that yeah, but you're just as good was... in basketball. Yeah, but the, when you... some of these companies, I won't say which ones they are because you said they don't endorse us <laughs> or whatever. Right. But when some of them will give you a half point, it's worth like 15 cents for free. This is huge. You know, they're not right. going to, yeah. So they're not going to give you a full point in a basketball game over and over stuff like that. So, and then those numbers might've been a little bit off, but yeah, this is the big edge. It's the key numbers. That's why. I mean, baseball is just tougher. You know, I mean, and key numbers no, for the, the newbies work and everything. For the newbies that are listening, you define a key number as a multiple of three or seven. Yeah. Yep. And, and is yeah. there any keys? Is there any key numbers on totals like forty-one, forty-four that you yeah. that you call quote unquote? Could you mind telling me a few of the key total numbers? Because a lot of listeners ask me about that. Yeah, 41, they know about the yeah, it's seven, all, obviously. Well, and then this applies to second half betting and in play. Um, and as the time goes by, each half is worth more. So, in theory, they're worth more with less of or more of the less of the game to play. But yeah, forty-one. Got it. Going into like the fourth quarter, if it's like. 10 more points. So let's say it's on 28 and then the live total is 38. You'll actually, you know, you should pay like minus 160 or whatever to go under 38 and a half. And you'll, you know, it's, it's hard to put a bunch of numbers on it, but yeah, like 30, 41, 45. Well, it's funny. 48. The first number, let's go to, so let's go to the first number that you said 41. So I'm looking at week one of the NFL. Cleveland currently right now, Carolina is 41 and a half. And you only have two teams that are 41. And your Monday night game that you're going to, um, Denver, Seattle, nine and a, uh, five and 41 and a half. So, so like, oh, I'm talking yeah, pregame, not live. I'm sorry? Yeah, that's pretty low. I mean, I'm surprised that's so low, but I mean, the total's forty-one. What did it open at? Mm, it looks like um, it, it's just because Seattle—they're not going to—they're they're perceived not going to put many points up. 
But with a five spread, I mean, that's kind of saying both teams are not going to really put points so up. Let me, let me ask you about the five spread. Um, I have an old school uh, business partner in my office. He's 67 years old. I've been working with him for 35 years. Um, and he said to, he says to me a long time, he says, a book he told me when I was like 15 years old. He says, if you don't know who to take and the line is five, you just always take the five. Because most of the time the team laying five will win by three. And so, like, so, so what's your, th- I know that's the old school, like, mentality of, like, just auto betting. Like, in his mind, if the line is five, he knows he can get a lot of times that team that's laying five will win by three, and he always likes prefers to take the plus five. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, if somebody said that now, I would just think, okay, this this is a square. But right, well, it depends. Do sharp places have sixes? What do market conditions say? That that would be like the number one thing the person should say. But like thirty years ago, yeah, that sounds like it was the way to go. Because there wasn't really right. a market, so yeah, thirty years ago, that that's solid. <laughs> Probably would have done the same thing. I mean, yeah. And then it seems he to would find just literally every time three. there was plus five, he would take the plus five without even like auto bet. It was funny. Yeah, I would watch it, him in the morning. Well, it finds its way on three all the time. Doesn't matter if there's a safety missed extra point. Somebody's blowing somebody. It just finds its way on three. It's unreal. You know. So yeah. Right. And then, and then, if you didn't know where the market that there was actually a market, because there really wasn't in 1992, yeah, you just take the points. And 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 you could probably mindlessly in the 70s and 80s. I'm pretty sure in the 70s and 80s, you could have mindlessly taken every dog over three and made money. If I had to guess, right? Like definitely taking every dog in baseball. Now you're not going to make money, but in the 70s and 80s, I think. In NFL specifically, you would have made money. I, I can't prove it, but I, I think people have looked that one up. And yeah, you could have bet dogs for some, especially on Monday Night Football. I know that was like over fifty-five percent for like twenty years or something. In the, in the so under. when you, you, I don't know if you were, I don't know if you were betting. There was one stretch with San Francisco Forty ers and the over. And literally, it was like right. everybody, this was like before the computer, like everybody was keyed in on it. Every time San Fran plays, we're playing the over. And literally, it would be like San Fran in the over, San Fran in the over. And literally, it would be like at the end of the season, oh, it was, <laughs> it was totally insane. Bookmakers would like and, be and they kept, pushing and the totals they kept, up. <laughs> kept, yeah, that's frustrating. And they kept, so I would have just kept feeding them, taking the under, and just losing for like 10 years on that. That's what would have happened to me, right? Exactly. At post, I'll grab it at post, and it just flies, flies over. I need the key number on to 51, and it's like 78 points. <laughs> well, well, the good news um, is that one year, Mike, he was all over Cleveland. That the Not him, but the wise guys were all over Cleveland when they were so bad. This, this in-game oh, suspension, too. you know – well, you know this—the first six games of the season, Mike. Everybody's going to be all the sharps are going to be pounding Cleveland again. Right, right, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking to see when I'm Too looking much. to see when Houston plays, when their first game is. Is they're supposed to be the bottom of the barrel, right? They're the worst. They're supposed to be the worst team. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, not sure. 
So, Mike, let me ask you real quick to hop to week one again. Uh, the, the Jets aren't supposed to be anything this year. The Ravens are a six-point favorite at the Jets. We're talking regular season on 9-11. I just I think that Dave is – I'm in agreement with Dave that that's the game where I would wait for seven and take the Jets at post if it goes to seven. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually going to be at that game. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Really? You're going to that? Yeah. Yeah, so a buddy of mine literally two days ago, uh, who's a big Jets fan, invited the three of us <laughs> to to this uh it's a it's a type of ticket where you sit on the it's not on the field, but it's like a whole buffet. It's a whole show. Like it's not just sitting in the seats, like you could actually be on the field with the players. So yeah. Opening week, nine eleven. I'll be in Meadowland Stadium. Wow. So okay. now we wow. definitely, Dave, we know we have to play the Jets at post. <laughs> well, it just it sounds like a standard. It sounds like a standard spot. I mean, I don't think you can get much more standard than that. So well, let me ask you, because we have a few minutes. Said it. No, let me ask you, because we, we have a few minutes left in the show before the music starts. I want to ask you, Dave. Client sent me a question. Is there anything, is there such thing as a too efficient line? Or is there, like, is, is there a game where a line's so efficient that it's not worth betting? Um, yeah, I mean, well, in theory, everything's efficient at post, but you can always shop around, and if you have enough outs, you should be able to. Yeah, that's a tough question. I mean, in theory, everything's efficient at post. Got it. So when you're playing so uh, college football on it. Tuesday, when you're playing college yeah. football games on Tuesday, are you are are you are you playing a less efficient number because you got because you have so much time till post? Yeah, pretty much. Got so it. All but you're trying good. to just. I'm sorry. That's what it's all about. Got it. I'm trying to trying get to games beat the, early. Trying to beat the move. Right. Right. Yeah, you know us. Yeah. Nothing well, else I do really know. Matters. I do know. So are you pumped up? Are you, uh, when do you start your, uh, I'm looking here at Saturday, uh, September 3rd, which is the week before NFL week one. There's like 40 games. It's a full board. So you're going to be sitting at the desk ready to rock and roll on uh, 9-3? Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm going to Cancun next week, so I'm not right. really trying to do this next week. I'm excited. And then once, yeah, once nice. it starts, I'm not going anywhere, and it's it's the same stuff. Yeah, pretty excited. Well, I man. will be I will be uh, I will be down in in uh, the south at at, uh, at at the legend next door's office next Wednesday, and uh, I'll be doing the radio show remotely from Micah's office and. Uh, Big Mike will be holding it down here from Baltimore, and we'll let you get work on your suntan uh, in Cancun. How long are you going for? A week. Nice. But but if I have fun, just, I mean, I'll go right back because we have some time, but most likely I won't. Got it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, though. I'm going, going with some people, a few people who are looking forward to it. We're even riding yeah, I remember you class on the way there. First class. <laughs> nice. I nice. remember when you. Uh, I remember. I remember when you flew down there during the pandemic. 
Mexico was open and free, and you were out there oh, hanging definitely. out with. Uh, I'll never forget yeah, that. They wouldn't let him back. Yeah, yeah. I, I just that was last year, but I, I got I learned how the the lay of the land in Cancun, so I'll really maximize this one week. I'll probably nice. live every single man's dream in this one week. Yeah, I'll send video footage. Guys, if you want access to the video footage, we ha- we'll have a paywall up. He'll upload that channel. It'll cost you a hundred dollars a day to get access to his. Uh, the, you can we can do a live stream from Cancun for all the all the listeners that want access. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, no, I'll probably uh, put it on my story for free. I know, I know. I'm uh, don't forget, guys, to follow David Vegas Ringers on Instagram, and as always, you can watch my YouTube channels daily at the Syndicate Insider on YouTube. And as and always remember, the shows are archived online on Spotify, the John and Mike Show, and SportsInsiderRadio.com. I can't believe it, guys. The summer's flying by. Yes, we have a little vacation time left. But, uh, yeah, man, we have the Hall of Fame game tomorrow. By the way, are you going to be involved in the Hall of Fame game, Dave? Or are you going to wait till post? No. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. I'm getting ready for Cancun. You guys have fun with the Hall of Fame game. I, I have All right, we'll see games. you. Well, I go crazy by December and January, so I don't need the Hall of Fame game. And I don't see any exactly. value, so I'm going to pass. Yeah. Perfect. Sometimes well, the best bet you make is the one you don't make. Square thing, but... <laughs> they'll have a huge... You know they'll have a huge handle on that game tomorrow. <laughs> I know, but that's, that's one of my favorite... That's one of my top ten sayings that I just love. <laughs> It's it. You can't put a square uh, peg in a round hole, that's for sure. And Stop being square betters, guys. Call Mike. Learn how to get get on the board with the live mentorship. Uh, you'll, you'll find out all the automated technologies that we have. We're, we're taking this to 2027 level in 2022. So, you know, like I said, uh, Mike has got his early wager in on the, on the Jets plus seven. You're going to bring it up to seven before you get to the Meadowlands, Mike. And uh, are you going to be wearing the Jets shirt or the Ravens shirt when you go there, Mike? I can't believe you're even saying that. I'm not even going to answer that. How can how can anybody be a Jets fan before the music starts? You just know you have no shot. Sell tickets. Sell tickets. A lot of years of torture. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of years of torture. Lots of years of torture. Guys, we did it. One more week in the books. Have a good time in Cancun, Dave. Hasta la vista, baby. And we'll see you in two weeks. All right, you got it, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.